are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Let nature bring you back to reality. Wherever you are, whatever you need. During this time of year, sometimes we feel a little bit disconnected from ourselves. It's sort of like we're living inside of a costume and we can feel it, but we can't take it off. And we're tired of looking in the mirror and seeing that mask of this costume reflecting back toward us. But that's you. That's you. That's your human representation of the spiritual being that's inside the costume. And when you feel disconnected from that place where you can't make that mind-body-spiritual connection, which is something that we try to do with yoga, especially with an asana practice or meditation or pratyama practice, We try to make that connection, right? So we can feel ourselves, so we can pinch ourselves and feel it in our spirit and our soul. But it's not always easy, right? I mean, it's helpful. That definitely works, and it's definitely a place to begin. But from time to time, there's much more of a disconnection than even a little time on the mat will allow us to wake up or awaken happens to all of us. You're not alone. I'm not alone. There are different times and different seasons and different reasons that this human experience affords us to bring us to a place where we feel disconnected. But it is completely and wholeheartedly our purpose to reconnect and attempt to stay connected. But Just like it feels when we're in the balancing pose in yoga, we're balancing on one leg, we fall out of that balance. It's like, you know how to get back. Don't focus so much on the falling out, but rather on the being in. All easier said than done, right? It's it's a need to release patterns. It's a need to understand that you are ready to find yourself. At all times, beyond all of the layers, all of the crosses that we have to bear, all of the challenges that we may have to face, but understanding that you are fully supported, your life purpose fully supports you. And remember, the life purpose is really connection. Connection to self, connection to others, connection to creativity, alignment and introspection. It's doing the work of trying to understand. And once you are mindful in that act, things will begin to line up to help you get there. You're not alone. You're not alone. One of my favorite self-love practices that I used to do daily because the healing that I needed required very intentional daily affirmational work 
And I have a candle that I purchased from one of my favorite apothecaries, Anita Apothecary, out of Washington State in the U.S. You can find her on Etsy, and I absolutely adore her shop. I feel like everything is just so enchanted, and she does so much moon work and a lot of intentional work, and just you feel the love and the care in her packaging, and you just feel like she has put an exclamation mark of love at the end of every sentence, everything that she does. So this candle is called self-love, and there's a mantra on it that I love to light the candle, and I love to have a, a cup of herbal tea close. I like to ring a bell and just clear some energies and maybe have an amethyst crystal or whatever my heart desires in that moment nearby. And this mantra is, you are powerful, beautiful, brilliant, and brave. So let's get out into nature. Nature keeps us present. Nature reminds us to connect back to our body. Nature is our body because we are made up of nature. I listened to something recently and I wish I had all of the details, but I wasn't expecting for this to come into mind right now. But as it does, sometimes you just need to flow and go with it. But this beautiful human, I feel like his name is Sage, and I forget the tribe that he is in. He's Native American, and he practices teaching you how to connect with nature, right? Reminding us that we are the wind, we are the rain, we are the earth, we are all of the elements, we are everything, we are the birds, we are the trees we are the clouds we are each other you know in yoga when we use the word namaste one of my favorite translational meanings of that word is i see you i see you and you see me and we are one and we are everything and we are nothing you know it's like all of the practices of zazen it's the practices of mindfulness it's of being it's hard it's definitely hard when you are faced with challenges of being with humans who are not of this practice or who have not been awakened in the way like this isn't their time yet and for those of us who have awakened to our own magic to our own selves it's important for us to have patience and compassion and empathy and to create and share sacred space with those who are not quite there, that they are living in their human experience because that is what we are called to do as well. We're not always called to be just completely submerged beneath, you know, like a lotus flower with the deepest of roots, with the muckiest of waters, but with the beauty above. And understanding all of that, everything from the bottom to the top, from the root to the rise, 
that's what our awakening has taught us or the journey that we are on. If you're listening to this, if you were called to listen to this particular message today. As we move closer and closer to finalizing this year, trying to understand it, not trying to be in a hurry to start a new year and trying to look for a reason to start all over and do things different and do things better, but rather to be present here in the now and understanding that today is where you're at and this is happening. Don't wait until some strike of the hour of a date that has been set for you to utilize and to measure your life by. Allow the sun and the moon, the rising and the setting, the light and the dark to give you new opportunities. We are experiencing a new moon from the dark moon to the crescent moon in the new moon energy. We're experiencing all of this fire energy that we're having right now through the stars. And we might be feeling, I know for me, feeling a little bit restless, but also feeling really exhausted. You know, the holidays bring that as well. The elements of the winter time here in the, the United States where I am. But wherever you may be, you know, what is it for you? But either way, energetically, collectively, there's this energy of like a combustion. I love to make my tea in one of those whistling kettle pots. I love just the old, good old, simple, clear, put the water in, heat it, and it whistles to tell you it's boiled kind of kettle. I would really love a copper one. But <laughs> for now, this, this simplicity of this tea kettle that I use multiple times throughout my day is reminding me of that energy. It's like there's a calm, there's a heated pressure, there's a boiling, and there's a whistling, like, let me out. And then there's an opening of that energy and there's a steam that floats out and then everything just settles. It's like it was a hurry up for nothing because once you mix that beautiful water with the herbs, it's just, it's just gentle and you don't want it to hurry up and end. You want to just take little sips and enjoy the moment. How can we do that more in our lives? How can we allow nature to wake us up to the present? Well, it goes without saying, go for a walk outdoors, but take off your earphones, put your phone in your pocket, maybe play a little light music, a little meditation music, or just, I love piano music, and just let it sort of sing, not sing through your ears, through a, an instrument, like a Bluetooth, but just in your pockets, just sort of like music floating with you. Pay attention, just observe the feelings, the senses, all of your senses, take yourself through the senses and then, and then just be, don't be intentional. You know, it's sort of like yoga. It's like we are very intentional. Where are our toes on the mat? 
where our fingers, where our eye gazes are drifty, what is our breath doing? It's, it's an hour or more or less of just direct an intention of these beautiful forces coming together to awaken something deep within you, to get the cells moving, the blood flowing, and it's purposeful, and it's meditative, and it's mindful movement, and it's wonderful. But there are times throughout the practice where you just need moments of rest. You know, intentional rest, but also just intuitive rest. So have an intentional, mindful beginning to your walk, to your stroll through nature, and then let your intuition, what's natural and normal to just come through. You know, maybe you'll start thinking of something that happened in your life. You'll start working through a shadow. You might start thinking of a past experience or coming up with a new creative idea. Let that come to you. Let those thoughts start to flow because once you start something mindfully and then you let yourself get into flow, then that's where the magic happens. Sometimes you end up thinking of something that is prompted by something that your senses smelled or saw or felt or heard or, you know, maybe a song comes on and it reminds you of an experience or maybe you see a car and it takes you back to a time in your life. You know, I love talking to elders because they always have a story of a car from their childhood and, you know, cruising to the ice cream shop or, you know, a song that takes them right to a place that was memorable for them. And you get to go on this journey with them. You can see their eyes light up. And you're just there for the ride. And even if you've heard the story one millionth time, this is the millionth and one time that you get to be invited. You get to be a traveler. So do that for yourself. You know, begin your walk, begin your Stroll through nature, begin your sitting by a tree or working in a garden. Something that allows you to be with Gaia, with Mother Earth, with the energy of the elements so that your natural cells will feel at home. You know, our cells are not quite comfortable spending all day inside of four walls, staring at some sort of a screen under some sort of unnatural sunlight where your eyes and your brain want to believe that this is like familiar but the cells of your body isn't getting the energy and it's like wait a minute you're telling me that you're under sun you're telling me you're under this light but I don't feel it I don't feel that I I don't recognize it this doesn't feel natural to me that's why we have to get out into nature. We have to get by streams of water. We have to feel the rain. We have to feel the wind even. We have to crunch through the snow, walk through the grass. Wherever you are, whatever it looks like for you, the moment that you are surrounded by nature, by the natural forces of the world, your cells will percolate they will begin dancing around in your body. Can you imagine what that must feel like for them? And then, of course, you're drinking water and you're inviting more nature into your body. 
Maybe you're munching on a little bag of carrots, <laughs> you know, an apple, and you're just, you're just feasting. And what is you? You're literally doing something that is so natural and normal for you. You know, I work a lot with what I like to call myself as being a bit of a yoni practitioner, but I like to work with women and, and those who want to activate their yoni, their sacral chakra, you know, who want to conceive or who are post-conception recovery, rather it's postpartum or, you know, whatever that looks like for you, you know. Maybe a baby has come into this world. The spiritual being has has decided to take the journey of a human experience into this world. It's been blessed by the divine or maybe the timing wasn't right. Either way, I work with humans that have these experiences. And one of the things that I love to do is get them in a pool of water. You know, rather that's a tub, a hot tub, a pool, a river, a lake, an ocean, whatever's at their disposal. I want their body to be surrounded by water. It's, it's a familiar place of the womb. Every time you're in the bathtub or in water, just take a moment and acknowledge that you are revisiting the womb space and try to inhale and exhale through the belly button. Try to activate that portal, that channel that your body relied on for months for survival. That connection to not only your mother's womb, but also just the divine energy that was within your mother and within you and beyond into the ether of the stars and the heavens of of your beliefs, right? Activate that. It's right there. It's right there on your body right now. <laughs> you know, it's like we overlook so many things trying to live for tomorrow, but yet so many things to live for today. Remembering that self-love is acknowledging that you are powerful. You are beautiful, you are brilliant, and you are brave. And you can go on a journey with yourself through nature like a butterfly. Every single opportunity that you get daily, ideally, connecting a few minutes here, a few minutes there, walking from your car into a building, take a slower stride. And just look up and acknowledge the trees, the skyline, the birds, the sun or the moon, the energy of the sun on your body or the moon in the sky. Just take a moment on that gentle walk instead of looking around and having fears or thinking about running out of time or thinking about what you need to be doing or what you need to buy or where you need to go, who you need to see. Just take a moment, the moment you can feel the elements touching your skin, filling your face, even if it's freezing cold or hot, hot heat. Just take a moment and say thank you. I forget who says this. I, I don't think it's Gandhi, but it's one of the very wise, sage, spiritual leaders. 
if the only prayer you could ever say every single day, make it thank you. Thank you. That's it. Just take a moment and say your grace. Have grace. Be gracious. Be grateful. And you will begin to feel the abundance of your cells connecting to their homeland, to their motherland, to their beautiful energy fields that are already there. And try not to block those energy fields. We block those energy fields not only with our thoughts, of course, although we, we have minimal control, we have to really just be accepting and redirecting, which I'm going to digress really quick. Spending time with a mother and her toddler, she was talking about, you know, you don't punish or, or discipline a toddler, you redirect their energy, you redirect them to a new thing, right? You don't get mad at them because they are trying to get into something, you give them something they can get into, that's what we are doing as well with our thoughts. We're not trying to be mad at our thoughts. We are redirecting our thoughts. Redirecting or acknowledging. Ideally acknowledging, accepting, and redirecting if needed. And taking it to further practices if we need it as well such as journaling and doing some of that work. So if we are able to really be thankful, offering that prayer and offering that acceptance within ourselves, we will begin to see that we are going to channel and open up the portal to our infinite, our body's divine infinite wisdom. We will begin to listen and feel and understand what we need, where we're at intuitively. Sort of reminds me of today's lesson, right, for Yoga Podcast. This is all intuitive. I wasn't planning on recording. This wasn't, this wasn't a documented idea. This was intuitive this was a calling and a need to share whatever has come across today and whatever you have received is the message that was meant for you all of these messages just needed to come through there's so much energy right now there's so much we need to do there's so much we need to unblock there's so much we need to accept there's so much we need to just give to nature, the nature of ourselves and the nature of the universe, the nature that is so divine and infinite that no explanation is needed. Just look up at the stars at night and you have all the information you need. You have everything at your fingertips even just in your mind's eye, closing your eyes and just envisioning the stars, the sun, the moon, the trees, the ocean. You don't need to live near an ocean. You don't need to live near a mountain. You can, you can draw this. You can envision it in your mind's eye. You can sing it. You can dance it. 
that is something that our ancestors, I feel, understood. You know, we're in the technological phase and I love it, right? I love being able to record this podcast right now. I feel so grateful for that and I wouldn't want to change it. But I also don't want to forget other modalities to incorporate into my existence for everything that I do that my cells are yet to acclimate to. I want to offer them something that is familiar to them. So before I digressed to my story of the toddler and the redirection, I wanted to also just remind us of how we block this type of progress in our lives. We block our own intuitive selves, not necessarily our intuition, but also our intuition we block, but our intuitive side, the side where we get into flow, you know, we block that energy in a multitude of ways. And as I was mentioning with thoughts, right, but we've learned to redirect to, to not try to course correct always, but just rather acknowledge and redirect. But we block that energy with alcohol, with substances, with mind-altering substances that suppress our energy and not elevate our energy. We block by putting ourselves into situations that are not serving us. Maybe being with people or in capacities that are toxic and traumatic for us. We live in spaces that are toxic and traumatic. Something as simple as not dusting and not cleansing your sacred space, your home or and or your body is also living in toxic and traumatic spaces. We can't always control everywhere we are and everywhere we go. We have to give a lot of energy away. But the places that we can offer some solace to, we need to. We need to cleanse and purify our bodies and our spaces with mindfulness and intention. You know, I want you to think of dust as being stagnant energy. It's old energy. It's your old thoughts. It's your old feelings. It's your old needs. And they're no longer there. They're no longer wanted or needed or serving So dust, clean things up, sweep things out. Have little rituals that allow you to do things that are hard or do things that are not as as exciting, but that can bring you peace and and offer you an opportunity to be mindful and, and you can get a kick out of that. You know, I love doing laundry because I love the idea of Wow, I was wearing this shirt and I let go so much that day that I was practicing asana in this shirt. You know, I let go some negative energies. I let go of a conversation I had with someone that just triggered me or and I just want to I just want to wash this away and just let that go. Or I had an amazing time in in this outfit and it was so wonderful and ah uh, I'm going to smell it one last time and get the vibes and then I'm going to wash it so that we can repeat that day all over again. Or wow, every time I wear this color, 
this is the mood it puts me in. I love wearing red because uh, I just feel so passionate and fiery and romantic and sexy. And I can't wait to wash this red dress so that I can feel that energy again. Same with my home. It's like I just need to wash my floors. I had contractors in my house today. I want to, I don't know what energy they had, what energy they brought in with them. I want to wash my floors as soon as they leave and let go of any of the energy that they didn't mean to leave here. But accept all the beauty and the radiant and the positive energy that they might have brought in. So please leave what is good and what is meant to be for me. And please exit and cleanse and release what no longer serves or what was not invited. Right? Something as simple as that as you're sweeping and mopping and dusting. And I'll share one more fun little tip. And this is some of the stuff that I would love to get more into in yoga podcasts in the future. But I do everything intuitively and I let the energies and, you know, those of you who are listening and connecting, those are the people that are sending the energy through the ether, you know. Those are the inspiration that is being picked up. So try not to pre-plan things too much, sort of like being a teacher of a yoga class. You might have this beautiful sequence and you're like oh my goodness we're gonna do all of these things and then we're gonna peek here and then I'm gonna say this meditation and they're gonna feel this way and their hips are gonna open up in this capacity and it's gonna do this for their mind and you just you know those are fun I, I actually think um, as a teacher trainer I love taking my students who are in teacher training courses through those exercises not because I want them to teach this way but I want them to explore creative options that their mind can go through and then they can cherry pick those things when they need to or they can intuitively conjure up some of that later right it's like if you wrote a thousand page book and every page was a short essay or poem or if you're journaling and every page is just your feelings and your thoughts well at some point that stuff becomes a part of your fabric your, your very being. So the ac exercise in itself actually helps you to create later, right? But you don't have to actually whip out that particular exercise and, and utilize that information verbatim. Okay, <laughs> this is the episode of digression, but of little gems, I hope, little, little helpful gems. <sighs> so as I was saying, when you are doing different things that I, you know, and I want to bring this more into yoga podcasts in the future. So this one little, this last little tidbit, but I think it's a fun one. When you're doing little things to mindfully set intuitive intentions in your life and, and create sacred space for yourself. One of the things I like to do and why I look forward to making my bed every single morning Although I hear that this is also an act of discipline and, and, you know, this is something that the military teaches and this is something that helps you to start your day right. And all of those things are definitely true. But for me, it's something sacred. It's something a little bit more, I guess, spiritual. I love to utilize the color. So just a little TMI, I guess, maybe. My bedding is all white. So I, you know, I have a white 
comforter and, and a white throw blanket and, you know, white throw pillows. And, you know, I have little touches of color here and there for, you know, whatever it is, like a little bit of gold. And, you know, I love my bedroom. My bedroom for me is a goddess sanctuary. You know, um, maybe for you, it's a God sanctuary or God and goddess sanctuary or just a divine sanctuary. But it's for me, it's a place where I read. It's a place where I journal. It's a place where I pray and and I advocate for my own mental and spiritual health. It's a place of beauty. It's a place where I undress and I dress and I have, you know, cuddling sessions with my fur fur babies it's it's a place where i've made love it's a place it's just a total place of love it's a sanctuary it's sacred it's private and it's also not private if that makes sense it's like it's welcoming like if you have been invited into my home it's a welcoming space it's like if you enter into my bedroom i I have made this connection for myself that it's it's entering into my sacral chakra. It's entering into my yoni. It's like entering into a seashell. It's entering into a beautiful cave. And even my entryway into my bedroom exudes life. It exudes, you know, just that energy, you know. So it's not just, it's not random sort of like the kitchen the kitchen should be sacred and when you enter it should be the ingredient of love and connection and and health and wealth and nutrition it's it should mean something it's like it's the heart of your home in many ways and you know if if my bedroom is my sacral chakra I feel like my kitchen is, you know, my heart chakra and, you know, the the courtyard leading into my home is like my root chakra. It's like it's inviting, but it's safe and secure. And my bathroom, oh, my goodness, my bathroom is this mix between like my solar plexus and my crown chakra. It's like. This is a place where, you know, you take sacred showers and sacred baths and you also let go, you know, you eliminate toxins out of your body and you let them go. You know, you you scrape your tongue, you brush your teeth. There's a lot of of getting rid of stuff that happens in your bathroom, but it's very spiritual because letting go is a spiritual act. You know, for many of us, <laughs> many people call, you know, their toilet the throne. It's like, this is where you put on the crown, <laughs> you know. You can have a lot of deep meditative processes happening while you are utilizing the bathroom space. So um, I could do a whole course on turning your home into a true sacred space. And maybe I will. Maybe I will. So, um in my bedroom, in this beautiful sacral chakra yoni space, <laughs> you know, it's very spiritual. This is a place where I also invite energies and I banish energies. You know, if I'm dating somebody or I don't want that energy or, you know, I'm letting go of somebody out of my life, this is where I do it because this is my 
this is me. This is my sacral. This is where I need to reconnect with myself. And so my sheets, I like to kind of imagine that when my bed is made, it's like putting clothes on a naked body. And when I, at night, I remove pillows and I start to roll down my blanket, my sheets are basically like the insides of me. And so when they're pink, it's like that yoni. It's like this divine feminine. It's it's my creation space. It's my pleasure principle space. You know, it's like, it's sexy and it's lovely. And um, I like pink sheets a lot because it's like I want to tap into that side of me, especially when I'm not dating and I'm single and I'm, just enjoying my own company and my own presence, which has been me for a really long time at this point. But, you know, if I'm in a relationship, maybe the sheets are red or or maybe they're white, you know, maybe I'm looking for, you know, just cleansing and purifying energy every night, or maybe I want passion and fire and electricity, um, just depending on the cycle of where you're at in that relationship. Or, you know, you can make your sheets whatever colors, whatever that evokes for you. You know, I like gold sheets sometimes, you know, just kind of like that royalty, that glitter, that glam, that exuberance. It's like manifestation of all things enriching. But what you don't want is dirty sheets. You don't want you know, mismatch, unintentional holes in your sheets, sheets that you've had since, you know, you were in college kind of sheets, unless you are in college right now. (laughs) You know, it's like, you don't want sheets that are old and rusty and dusty. Like, what do your sheets mean to you? Imagine that. Like, what do you, what's the energy you're trying to tell yourself during the most intense time of your day, which is when you're asleep. You're so deep within and submerged beneath the surface you are in your deepest subconscious you're like on a little boat floating in your mind space in your heart space you are magical during this time you are hopefully sleeping and resting several hours throughout the night and hopefully you started during you know the right ayurvedic time for what it is that you are trying to increase and decrease in your life And hopefully you wake up energized and refreshed, but it all has to be mindful and you have to invite this energy into your life and you have to dance yourselves with this energy. So if you feel like you need to clear some energy, take a bell and just ring it and clear that energy. There's a reason why bells are used at church. They're used in weddings. They're used in ceremony because they clear energy and they invite energy. And if you know what your energy is and you have already set the tone and set the mood for your life, you're out in nature, you're doing things you're passionate about, you're being creative, you're not letting your life get dusty and toxic, you know, you're not putting yourself into you know, this mind-altering alcohol or, or drug-induced states or, you know, you're not utilizing gambling and shopping and, and other distractions, television even, you're staying centered and grounded. You, when you ring that bell, what doesn't serve you will just dislocate and what 
is meant for you will be attracted to you. You don't even, you don't even need to say a word. But if you need to be intentional and you need to be clear, clear and you need to invite that clarity and peace into your life, then say so. You know, as you're ringing your bell, say, I want to let go of what no longer serves me. I want all that negative energy, whatever is toxic in my life, in my mind, in my heart space. I want it to go. I want it to let it go. I want self-love. I want to bring in sacred space. I want to remind myself that I am powerful, beautiful, brilliant, and brave. I want to be supported by all. I want to release the patterns and, and let go of the cross that I don't wish to bear. I do not want to struggle. I do not want to be, I don't want to be held down. I want to be grounded, but I don't want to be under a ton of weight. I just want to be effortlessly attracted to the earth energy of grounding and I want to effortlessly be attracted to the air energy of creativity and intelligence. I want to effortlessly be attracted to the fire energy of passion and creativity and exertion. And I want to effortlessly be attracted to the water energy of flow and of connection and of the womb space. And I want to let go of the negative energies that are associated with some of those elements. You know, the grounding energy that might come off as being dull and boring and stagnant and dusty and dry. The energy of fire that might be arrogant and extreme and angry and volatile. I want to release the energy of air that might be too windy and tornado-like and can't hold a thought, can't hold on to ener the, energy, the energy that is all over the place that's erratic. I want to let go and release that water energy that is flooding, that is too deep and dark that is drowning that is like a hurricane or a tsunami I want to let go of all of that but I can only connect with and let go of what I can recognize within myself and the only way I can do that is by being one with what is me one with myself so I invite you to do that. Get out. Go connect. Connect with those elements. Light a candle for fire. Be in front of a fireplace. Cook food on a flame. Connect with the earth element. Touch a tree. Acknowledge the heat of the sun. Acknowledge the moon's energy. Garden. Plant a tree. Water a plant. Put your feet on the earth's surface. Make a snowman. You know, wherever you are, you can connect with that energy. Drink a warm cup of tea with herbs in it. Connect with the water element and the earth element. Or just drink a glass of water. 
Be mindful in your next bath or shower. Go swimming. And for the air element, take deep inhalations and deep exhalations and activate the air within your body. Activate the oxygen. Send the oxygen through your bloodstream every chance you get. Feel the wind, feel the breeze. Don't be afraid of it. Maybe it's uncomfortable, but allow yourself to let your hair blow in the wind from time to time. Drive in your car and roll down all of the windows and let the air circulate. Feel it. Watch a bird flap its wings. And take a deep breath and feel that element while you see your little bird flying or <sighs> connect. There's so many ways. So I think I've been inspired to create a course. Maybe I will create a course and share it on Yoga Podcast where I will take you through how you can do more of this stuff, how you can activate more of this energy. Some of the things I mentioned today with creating sacred space in your bedroom and what all of these different areas of your home can mean, what colors can mean, you know, how to utilize some feng shui, but not necessarily from any one system. It doesn't have to be from one particular culture or system, but rather just what did your grandmother do, you know? Maybe you can take some time and this is a beautiful journal prompt to remind yourself of things that just seem normal to you, but may have been really cool ways for you to invite back into your life. Or what are things you already do and you don't even realize you do them? You know, when you're sweeping, do you happen to open all the windows and open all the doors? And do you find yourself sweeping out the front door or the back door? Or do you sweep into a dustpan? And there's a way that you can start sweeping out a front or back door. And as you're sweeping things out, just say goodbye. Thank you for being here, but no longer needed. Right? Do you find yourself opening up doors and windows and imagining that good vibes are coming in and bad vibes are going out? Are there things that are just in your subconscious you already do? Or is this all super new to you? You know? So, journal prompt and... I'll wait for some feedback. Maybe this is something that my heart space is inviting me to do, which I feel like it is. And I like to answer that because I don't like to think of things. You know, I, I, I invite myself to think of ideas, of course, but I mostly invite myself to let ideas come to me, come to my mind, you know, intuitively. All right, yogis, that's it for now. So... As I mentioned earlier, I would like to just say thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this time and space and energy with me. Please do go in peace. Namaste. It's me, 
Breezy Bree, and you just finished listening to a brand new episode of Yoga Podcast. Did you know I started recording back in 2018 with almost 500 episodes, hundreds of those free audio yoga classes? I am so honored to guide you on your personal practice on and off of the mat. Check out my website, lovebreezybreeyoga.com, a link In the show notes will be provided along with lots of amazing information for your practice. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste.